0: Hi, I'm Adrian Maitman. Welcome to the podcast, I'm Also, where we talk to people with multiple careers, pursuits, and interests. My guest for this episode is Will Johnston. Will is the local 9am to 3pm host for the hits Bay of Plenty. He's also a marriage celebrant, MC, and writes for the Bay of Plenty Times. Hello, Will. Well, it makes me sound like I know what I'm doing. But I well, don't It makes you sound like It makes you sound like You're doing a lot
1: Yeah that's it That's it's not it. necessarily It makes me seem busy
0: uh, I guess Are you busy?
1: Uh, R- yeah The yeah. end of summer That's probably Yeah I'm like I'm a seasonally busy person So uh, Summer in the Bay of Plenty As most people know Is massive In terms of events When you're a radio announcer Heaps of events to MC, Heaps of things to promote Lots to talk about Lots of people here And A marriage celebrant People get married over summer. Uh, lots of, as I said, gigs to MC, um, and so summer's nuts. Um, November to May almost is crazy, and then it peter's off. but yeah.
0: how many how many weddings have you what's, what's, officiated? Officiated? Is, is yes, pe-
1: I know it's weird, eh? Officiant. I um, uh, just over. I figured this out the other day, actually. Um, just over one hundred and fifty. Wow, and six years wow. six years i think yeah wow. it's uh do you know what like for a while people people thought that weddings were going to be on this big decline and it's not cool to get married and why would you because you live with someone for a year and then you're financially married anyway and all that kind of stuff yes. but uh weddings are becoming cool again With are like 800 weddings in the bay of plenty every summer like every year and
0: the um, season's getting longer as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the
1: season's getting longer. Winter weddings are becoming a bit more uh, fashionable because they're cheaper. Because uh, venues, you know, do that stuff cheaper to, to kind of attract people over winter. Um, but yeah, there's there's a heap of weddings here. Uh, and do you know what? And I, I hate to speculate why it's getting cool again, but my suspicion is potentially social media has quite a bit to do with it. Because... Uh, you get great photos at weddings, you get uh, you get great videos at weddings and you have good content that you can share and you can talk about you can put that out there. No, I'm not saying that weddings are getting cool again purely because of social media, but I think <laughs> it's all social, about the content. I think social media is helping. It's helping What to- about love? Isn't love? Look, love's reasonably important. Um, Nah, it is. Love's the whole whole point of it. And most people that I ask when, uh, like one of the questions I have in a ceremony usually, because why not put this out on your wedding day, is... uh, what does marriage mean to you and why do you want to get married? And most people say, I want to get married because I want to gather a bunch of my friends and family. Uh, We want to have a damn good time, celebrate some cool stuff that we've ticked off as a couple and just kind of take the relationship to another level. Maybe have the same last name if you've already got kids and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's a lot more casual now. Marriage to people isn't, um, this is the very start of our love story. This is now like it's kind of like a really wicked and pretty expensive cherry on top uh, of what they've uh, of what they've got. But yeah, love is love is pretty good. Taught me a lot about love
0: uh, being a marriage celebrant. are you getting married soon yourself? Yeah, you?
1: yeah, I am. I am, <laughs> man. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Here's here's the most tragic sounding scenario. Um, A marriage celebrant does 150 weddings and sees lots of people in like the prime of their happiness and the peak of their love and all of that kind of stuff. And you're standing there talking about all of those things like when you know, you know, and how these people fell in love and all of these amazing stories. And they're all great, but they're all like someone else's story. Mm -hmm. And you're standing there kind of going, when's my turn? I want my story what about my story <laughs> <laughs> when's it my go I didn't but I actively I don't want you to think that I was actively standing there like just um, pining uh, but like when you look back on it and when I decided that it was uh, that I wanted to propose that was definitely something that flicked through my head I was kind of like I have talked about a lot of people who have felt this but I've never felt this until now and so when I felt that which was New Year's Day. I literally, I woke up on New Year's Day this year and felt like I wanted to propose to someone and I'd never really felt like that before. Uh, and so I went out and bought a ring and I asked her parents and I proposed to her that night because I felt like that was the right thing to do. <sighs> That's a great story. There you go. You got to put it out there, eh? Like she had no idea um, and I always wanted it to be that because uh, there's not enough surprises left anymore and I wanted her to have absolutely no idea that it was coming Um Went out and bought a ring, uh, went and asked her uh, parents and her sister was there as well so uh, it was kind of like a panel <laughs> that I asked for permission which is, uh, I'm not I'm not usually a nervous person but man was I shutting myself uh, while I was going there. Um, and it was a surprise for them as well, but they gave me their blessing and we went to Lake Karapiro. and then she thwarted multiple attempts of me trying to propose. So we're across the lake from in Lake Karapiro, saying it's beautiful little Airbnb. I'm like, hey, let's go for a nice walk down by the lake. It looks lovely down there. And she's like, ah, screw that. I'm too cold. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> cool. Uh the sunset looks great, doesn't it? It's lovely. Why don't you come over here and have a look at the sunset? And she's like, Oh, to be honest, you're taller than I am. It's kind of gone behind the hill. I can't really see it anymore. I'm gonna go back to the food. And in the end, um I just we I just kinda of turned the conversation towards some really nice stuff, said a few things, um, and got down on one knee and um the first words out of her mouth when she saw me getting down on one knee are, <laughs> uh, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> Which is not what you want to hear as a dude no. when you're going down on one knee. You're like, oh. Um. Uh, but it was just because it was a surprise and it was a lot. And I said some really, really nice stuff um, and and keep that between the two of us. But um, yeah, it was just a really emotional, lovely time and felt supernatural and just private and quiet and yeah it was it was beautiful it was was lovely actually i can see why people do it it's good i really can yeah
0: i guess you know can't marry yourself can you
1: no a few people say that hey like who are you going to get to be a celebrant and um i don't know whether i'll get to that point where i just relinquish all control and i'm like look you whoever's the celebrant you do it how you do it or i'll go completely the other way and be a groomzilla and write the ceremony and get someone else to (laughs) read it i mean maybe maybe i'll do that um but yeah, probably a friend, I think. Yeah. I, I quite like the idea of uh, a mate um, and someone close to me doing that. Cause, um, and I also have this other thing where I'm really hoping to get married somewhere that I haven't worked. That's as, a good idea. As a celebrant. That's a good idea. Which stuffs me a wee bit for the Bay of Plenty. But um, it also is, uh, there's some beautiful places here in the Bay and, yeah. and venues to get married at. But for me... Uh, I've worked there, and it's it's almost kind of like someone else's memories, yeah. you know, like someone else's story and stuff. And so I just I want somewhere that I haven't haven't worked before yeah. um, for that. But outside of that, the best weddings that I've ever been to and been a part of are a party with a wedding
0: attached. Yeah. do you have like a set process for you know your steps for preparing for a wedding
1: uh yep yep so um people get in touch uh via however they get in touch um, some via the venues uh, some via weddings they may have been at that I was a celebrant and mm-hmm. they they liked it so you can kind of get weddings off weddings sort of a thing um, and uh, social media um, yeah there's multiple ways people get in touch but from there you just kind of have a quick back and forth to make sure that I'm free and where they're getting married and it all kind of works out and um, and then you catch up with the couple Um, like I I never accept a wedding and I would never want to be hired really as a celebrant unless I'd sort of hung out and and met them and had a coffee and and like had a chat about their wedding and all that kind of stuff because most people getting married it's their first time Though I have done, you know, there is, you know, multiple times I've married people. It's their second or third time around and all that kind of stuff. I never judge on that because you never go into a you never go into a marriage and go, This isn't gonna work, do you? You know, I mean you just go in with your best intentions. So you meet, um you meet, hang out, um, few kind of all kind of gel and uh, I talk them through the process of uh not necessarily a template, but like a little bit of a, here's some options for your ceremony, what do you think of them? Um and most people are quite surprised about the fact that you can get married in about 90 seconds literally all i need is both of your full names and ask to take each other as husband and wife and you agree to that and uh then you sign the marriage license and you're married so everything outside of that your call and whether you have it in your wedding or not so yeah we go through that um and then, and then they just kind of keep in touch up until their wedding date. Um, I send them through like a page and a half of questions, everything from kind of like how they met and, uh, you know, things they love about each other and all those kind of things. And you write a ceremony off that. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty pedantic about trying to get everyone's information in there and but also not make it too long because everyone's been to a wedding that's like mm. 40 minutes of some old lady in a floral hat. Talking to keep in, it snappy. Talking in love metaphors and yeah. who breaks into a hymn halfway through it. We want to get to the free bar? 100%, man. Like, you, want, <laughs> do you, do you, give her a kiss, sign this, let's hit the piss. Um, <laughs> no, not quite that. No, I have done one like that. Yeah. I have done one like that where they're like, we want you to turn up, we want you to marry us, and we want everyone to get drunk. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. Um, but, like, people's attention spans 20 minutes. 20-25 minutes max and you should create an atmosphere at the end of it where people are like well that was awesome let's party yeah. rather than that was the worst half an hour of my life I need to drink to forget that yeah. I mean they're going to drink either way but let's hopefully get them to it as a positive rather than yeah. a negative you know yeah yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great industry it really is some yeah. of the coolest people uh, I've met uh, have been um uh, in the wedding industry in the Bay of Plenty and they purely get into it because they just like happy situations.
0: Mm. We've had the guys from Pow Wow. The oh,
1: Josh the... is a legend. Yeah. That man uh, is talent uh, and a guy who just, you can tell, loves a happy situation and a good vibe. Yeah. And did he... There was a while there where Josh, from what I gather, was doing weddings... Uh, over summer, and then he'd just bugger off over to Europe and go to like music festivals yeah, yeah, he's or, got his trips. Or, or New Zealand winter. Yeah, eh? I'm yeah. like, this guy is living life we talked about that he just works all summer and then he goes and just gets loose over in europe for about three months he goes to these festivals i know like Like tomorrowland and stuff yeah eh? yeah yeah yeah, the guy's doing it right like i talked to him once about maybe going on one of them and then i realized that i am like a bit older than him and i just don't think my liver can keep up to be honest
0: i was like great (laughs) it's great lifestyle for yeah it is i can't do that yeah unfortunately <laughs> um yeah uh you, I guess we should your day job oh yeah yeah that
1: yeah. thing that's um like the like the sell, yeah, the settlement thing is a side thing at one um I do it because it's a happy situation and two it's uh it's a natural progression uh from doing radio stuff yeah so used so. to standing in front of people used to talking uh used to uh, hopefully making people feel good and all that kind of stuff it's just this is really easy natural progression um but yeah, radio. Radio is my day gig. Uh, Nine till three on the hits and Todonga, ninety-five FM. Tune in. Hopefully, your ears won't bleed. Um, and if you do, then just tune back out again, and no one dies. It's totally fine. Um, but yeah, I I I love it, man. Yeah. I, What's I, your
0: favourite part of being on the radio or being working on radio, not necessarily uh, on the radio?
1: Look, my favourite part of working in radio is the fact that you actually get to. Uh, make people feel something and 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 that's a really cool feeling and uh, hard to find a job where you get that on such a regular occurrence and uh, in a situation that you can do that in multiple ways. So very simply, uh, you play some good music, people feel great, um, you say some things that make people laugh, that's awesome, they're feeling good, uh, you give someone a prize, great you surprise someone um you help out somebody who needs it um even if you pass an opinion that somebody disagrees with at least it's making them think something and feel something and participate um and yeah there's there's really there's really just such a good vibe around that uh especially at a radio station like the hits which is like our demographic is kind of female skew 25 to 54 so we're talking lots of um kind of lots of mums lots of families um i mean the skew's not massive it's sort of 60 40 female male um so you know lots of people who are kind of about the same sort of stage of life as you that you can just kind of relate to and have a bunch of fun with and um Honestly though I've done it for quite a while now and every now and then I do forget that I am actually on a radio station and people are actually listening to this and because every now and then someone will call or someone will say something to me that I've just met and they're like I was listening the other day and you said this I can't believe you said that and I'm like oh, oh shit I did say that yeah. I forgot that there were people actually listening to this radio station. It's quite station. a unique
0: kind of job isn't it really isn't
1: Oh mate you're in a you're in a as a day show host you're literally a dude talking to yourself in a padded room Yeah like soundproofings all padded stuff and you're just you're just <laughs> saying what kind of comes to your head but you know um, I used to do a breakfast show as well uh, I've done a few breakfast shows around the country they're a different kettle of fish they're fun they're um, super fly by the seat of your pants because you plan that yeah. but you you still don't quite know where it's going
0: Yeah. yeah. do you have any mentors when you started off or um, aspirational
1: Yeah, I mean there was a few people that were at the start of my career that were important and I took a lot of advice from. Yeah. Um I never I never I never liked that term mentor because to me it felt like somebody was in a position of power above somebody else. I was kind of like, Really, we're all the same people. We're just at different ends of career, you know? Like we're just Even if you've been in radio for 40 years, you're still the same person as when you started because you're still somebody that actually enjoys speaking into a microphone. You might have changed how you do that, but, you know. um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah, like, uh, do you remember a guy named Grant Walker? Yes. Yeah, so Grant Walker um, was, and Shelley Venning, uh, they were the Classic It's Breakfast show hosts when I first started down in Wellington. um, And they were great. They put up with my slack-ass intern, early 20s, Hung over self for way too long. Uh, they hauled me over the coals uh, and eventually I got it and eventually it clicked and I took it a bit more seriously and stuff. Uh, right at the very start, Polly and Grant, uh, their kids went to the school uh, that I was in the secondary school of. We had a work experience day when I was 16, work experience week. Uh, I called Polly at home one night and went, hey, I go to the secondary school of the primary school your kids are at. Can I come in and work on your radio station for a week? And she basically went, yep, come be my bitch for a week. And uh, as a green uh, private boy school, uh, secondary school student, I turned up to the radio station in a suit. (laughs) In a full suit and the first my first experience with radio was the ZM Black Thunder driver, uh Dennis Kitsanos. Uh still remember him. Uh he put me in the car, drove me the half an hour home to my parents' house, got me changed into shorts and a t-shirt, drove me back to the radio station and went start again. And yeah it was, it was amazing and I was running down Oriental Parade in Wellington at like 20 past 7 in the morning uh, with Nick Tansley who was the out and about dude um, just in my underwear and wearing a helmet and into a gong being like the human gong hitter and as a 16 year old I was like if I can get paid for this, I'm in. Uh, And it's kind of gone from there, really, you know, like I I used to fall asleep when I was a little kid. My mum said that when I was a little kid, she would honestly come into the bedroom quite often and I will have stolen dad's transistor radio and fall asleep listening to whoever was the night show host on News Talk ZB at the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Like it's always just been something that I quite, quite like. And then like actual mentors in the industry as well when I was there. Outside so of Grant and Shelley, um, when I moved to, uh, I had a couple of great uh, program directors and people giving me some advice. Uh, Eddie Reba and Jason Pine when I was down in Wellington, but up in Auckland, um, Murray Lindsay. Right.
0: Oh, yeah. No, Murray Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So when
1: I moved to Auckland, I was still pretty green, doing a night show up there, like an Auckland one and a, na- a nationwide one. Uh, and Murray Lindsay is an absolute legend for just saying what you need to say and doing it in 15 seconds. Like he's the king of just saying stuff super quick. Uh, and he was great. He would air check me and just haul me over the coals a little bit in the nicest possible way. Um, yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, and then yeah outside of that i've tried to not necessarily have mentors i've tried to just listen to as much radio as i can at as many different shows and um obviously you take the advice from your bosses when you're getting an air check because you have to Hmm. um and they are the people that employ you and they're the people that actually kind of go well here's what actually sounds good for our station you gotta take your medicine and, and respond to that but at the same time like the amount of ideas that I've nicked off other radio shows and tried to make them my own and change that, like that's my mentor. My mentor's another radio station, uh, or my own radio station with our other announcers on it, and I hear what they're doing, and I'm like, I reckon I can do that, but I can do it in my way and do it more local and make it more relevant to what we're doing here. Mm. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool like that because you've just got a bunch of mentors that you can tune into for free every day. Yeah, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and a big part of the job is sort of the out and about side of things as well, isn't it?
1: Yeah, well, like the show now is fifty percent of the gig. Yeah. So half my job is doing a radio show nine until three. The other half of the gig is, emceeing everything and anything you can uh, to put yourself in front of your target demographic, uh, so they'll uh, see your branding interact with you feel like you are actually making a difference in the community which i'm passionate about like that to me as a point as well like because half the stuff you do in radio if you don't do it who else is going to do it yeah. no one's going to do it like they're going to struggle to find someone to do that stuff so you've got to be part of a community to to help stuff out um yeah so the MC side of stuff uh, i now also uh write uh columns uh, as you see at the start for indulge
0: and bay plenty times Do you find that hard to write as opposed to just the talking? Do you know
1: what? I actually find it um, uh, just as easy, if not easier. Really? Because uh, they are so great. Uh, Anne-Marie Quill, who is uh, the editor of Indulge Magazine, and um, uh, Scott and some of the other editors at the Bay of Plenty Times um, have really just said, you've got this many words and you can kind of write whatever you want. We prefer it to be sort of local, um, but if it's not, that's also fine. Um, just don't, like, offend anyone, <laughs> 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 which, which is why um, they uh, edit Uh, my columns reasonably well like every column I try and put in some sort of swear word or slightly defamatory thing just to make sure that they're on their game it's good it's good just to make sure that they are checking eh you know that that you are editing this (laughs) you know so it means that my column gets quite uh, heavily edited I think because they're always looking for it Um, but you know they've been great in terms of going Yeah, you can can write whatever you want Um, and to me I was like uh, the only style that I know how to write is exactly how I talk Like, I just, I I don't have, like, there's no, there's nothing different. There's just Mm. what you're getting right now. And I'm just going to write that. Like, if I was going to say, like, Mm. or I mean, or actually, or literally, or, you know, like, I just Mm. put that in the article as well. I'm just going to write it how I speak it. It's the, uh, it's the best way for me. And it's been really cathartic as well. It's been really cool on, I write them on sort of a Sunday or a Monday been really great to kind of end a week or start a week by sitting down and going, what have I done in the last week and what's worth sharing and how can I either make a difference or make again, make someone feel something or, um, you know, we've written about everything from Cross dressing to depression to cool events that we've helped out with, uh, to overseas travel, everything, just whatever I've been doing. I, you know, mm. just put it out there.
0: The depression one was, it was a good one.
1: Yeah. That was, uh, that one was, uh, hard, uh, to write. Like, uh, it was for no- November, so Movember. Yeah. Uh, and we wanted to do men's health all throughout Movember in those columns. And it seemed like the right time considering, um, the the amount of men who are killing themselves Mm. um through uh through suicide is huge in new zealand Mm. um now there's not i mean there's no massive like connect that we can make as in like you're depressed and you commit suicide because of that but if you look at those statistics side by side they do seem pretty eye-opening do you know what i mean i mean there's also a lot of external factors in that so you know we can't say that but um the depression side of things for me was like if i can't as a person who has an outlet to open up on the radio and write if i can't talk about depression, um, then I'm. What, what am I even doing this for? Mm. Well, I'm wasting my time. Like why can't I actually do that? So mine was because um, I got tinnitus, so the ringing in the ears um, started 10 or 11 years ago uh, and really screwed me for like two years. It really did. Like it you go from being able to hear complete silence to be able to hear that, you know, that noise that an old school TV makes, mm. uh, that high pitch noise, yeah. that's in my ears permanently. So still there.
0: We're in it. Still um,
1: there. Yeah, still there, man. Um, but like, I spent so much, and my um, my ex, who I was with at the time, up in Whangarei, this is where it started. Her and her family, and my family and friends were. God, I put them through so much. And I just became like a shell of a human, and yeah. it drives you into this. Um, and they they dealt with it so well, and they were amazing. Um, but yeah, like in the end, I had to look for ways to deal with it rather than cure it. Um, and so like everything like everything that you enjoy in your life and you look forward to to me was tainted by I can't look forward to that because I've got this ringing in my ears that I can't, I can't hear anything but this ringing and it's, it's horrible um, and then um, I, your brain's amazing it starts to mould over it you start to focus on other things you start to accept it um, I went to this amazing counsellor uh, I honestly I can't remember her name but she I honestly need to f- track her down because she definitely got pretty close to saving my life in terms of teaching me how to meditate teaching me how to accept things and focus on stuff and put some problems to a side and deal with that kind of stuff it was it was absolutely amazing mm. um, and and off that column the amount of people that got in touch that I would never in a million years have thought had anything other than just um, I mean, obviously people have their troubles, but like anything other than just a pretty great life and a pretty sweet situation and everything's going well and all that kind of stuff, the amount of people that got in touch with being through and shit, like people I hadn't talked to since school, uh, people from the other side of the world, guy from Denmark got in touch with me and said, hey, I uh, literally developed tinnitus in the last month and I am a shell of a person, I don't know what to do, I can't sleep, I can't do anything and I like, I knew exactly how he felt because that was, that was me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just... Again, like it's an it's kind of an honour to be able to write stuff and put it out there and and be somewhere that people can connect to. And That's mm-hmm. the whole point.
0: Very good. Um, you know, we got so much going on. Do you have a what? A, a, are you a planner for getting you know planning months ahead with everything going on, or is it? Uh...
1: Yeah, I do. I look um, wedding wise, you've got to plan celebrant stuff because a yeah. lot of that gets booked out sometimes more than a year, sometimes 18 months in advance, someone will come to you and go, "Hey, I'm getting married at the end of summer 2021 or whatever. And you're kind of like, well, yep, cool. That's, um, that's as far as I'll plan my life in terms of like, I will be there on that date in 18 months. Um, but working in radio and working in media, um, anyone will tell you that uh you the best way to approach it is to have a goal uh and kind of know where you want to go to but also plan to not make a plan because it's like it's like anything in life it never works out how you think it's going to work out um I never in a million years thought I would live in Whangarei for three years and do a breakfast show there Tauranga for the last eight you know um this this, this if you'd ask me this Ten years ago 15 years ago this is not what i would have said my life is and uh, i'm super happy with it and massively content and all that kind of stuff um yeah so the work planning is is quite stringent in terms of um uh, short term so you know like my next month uh is full And it just seems to kind of be every month is just full, you know, Uh, and I don't quite know what I'm doing at the end of the month, but I know that there's more stuff coming and I'll figure that out as people get in touch and there's new ideas and new things that we're working on. Um, And then uh, the other side of things that is uh, quite tough when you're a passionate person and you do a couple of things that you love is actually making your relationship work. Uh, that's quite hard as well like my um, fiance Tiff is uh, a makeup artist uh, and a singer. Um, she is just all over the place busy as well uh, and and we, we literally have to we literally have a shared calendar and we uh, sometimes schedule in times to hang out in our calendar. Because we we are all over the place, outside of like going to bed together, one of us getting home at the end of the night, the other one's been, probably been on the couch writing or doing something to do with work, and then we one of us gets home at the end of the night, and then it's kind of to bed, to sleep, up the next day, and one will be off early or not, and yeah, so, you know, we schedule time to, to do that. and. As I said at the start, it's seasonal. So summer's nuts. We do that over summer. And over winter, we have much more time. We can hang out. The relationship's a bit more normal and all that kind of a thing. I I take great comfort in the fact that she's a massively passionate person uh, and she's really into what she's doing. I'm a passionate person and I'm into what I'm doing. It's nice to think about your partner off doing the stuff that they really like doing. Like We text each other all the time and you know, Messenger and Snapchat and all that kind of stuff. So we're in touch with each other a lot throughout the day. Um, but in terms of actual time, scheduling date nights, all that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, but I'm a, I'm a, um, like an old, old married couple, oh, mate! but at the same time, like being a, you can't be a celebrant, um, and what my doctor, cause I've, um, God, I've cried to my doctor uh, more times than I'd like to admit to just uh, through different stuff that I've gone through in my life. He calls me a creative. Uh, so a creative people are sensitive people, mm, eh? mm. like a sensitive wee flower, yeah, yeah, like a little
0: tulip. Um, <laughs> who's the most, well, who's some famous people you've interviewed? Uh, Not just New Zealand famous?
1: Yeah, no, nah, there, there's, there's no such thing as fame in New Zealand, is there?
0: I guess. It depends if you go to the entertainment section it's of totally, some yeah, website. Right.
1: Um, the two biggest, um, or one most recognisable, I think, names that I've um, interviewed are uh, Sir Ian McKellen mm. and Cheryl Crow. Um, Cheryl Crow was great. She was legitimately like uh, talking to your slightly intoxicated auntie. <laughs> she was amazing uh, she had just such great chat and uh, she talked about uh, I asked her uh, what other famous people did she know I was like you know yeah. do, do, do all the famous people just hang out do you all just like go for a barbecue and like there's Prince because he was alive at the time there's Madonna all that kind of stuff and she was like oh actually about Madonna you know what the real difference between Madonna and I are uh, is that uh, Madonna doesn't take her own rubbish out and I take my own rubbish out. And she was like, literally before this interview, I took all of my rubbish out. I packed out all my rubbish and I took it out to the street. And she was like, let it be known. Cheryl Crow does her own rubbish. Great, cool. it's great. Um, and then the other one was Ian McKellen, and he was uh, he was amazing. Actually, we uh, got talking about uh, his sexuality, yeah. and because he was coming to Todonga, you might remember a few years back, Ian McKellen came to Todonga. Gandalf came to Todonga and did like a private audience in Bay Court with Ian McKellen. and he went up on stage and basically just did some of his uh, stage work from plays that he's done, uh, and then. You could just yell out requests from the crowd, like "Do Gandalf, you know, and he'd like do some Gandalf stuff, or he'd just um, take any questions from the crowd that you wanted to ask, and he'd just give you all this behind the scenes stuff. He is an amazing guy, absolutely amazing guy, and says New Zealand is his favourite place in the entire world, but he said the best thing that he ever did for his career was come out as a gay man. Uh, and he said he got a lot of flack for it initially, but he was at that early stage of, and how screwed is this as a world, at that early stage of it being okay to come out yeah. as a gay man in the industry and still getting work. Like that to me is just so screwed that you know, that would even be an issue. but you know, our world is our world. But um, he said he got a lot of flack from the homophobes uh to the point where quite a few people, just as a joke uh, on the set of Lord of the Rings just called him Gandalf the gay. <laughs> <laughs> can
0: you just imagine
1: can you just imagine him coming out of the makeup room all made up as Gandalf about to get in and like someone on like the sound boom or whatever's yeah. like, Hey, get off the gate. It's just like Ian McCallum walking past. I just thought that was so funny. eh? And he was just, he was such a nice guy. And um, he wanted to know at his show as well. He asked about other people's lives in terms of like the person that had asked the question. He started to interview them, just a random member of the public. You know, like he's actually just a genuine nice guy who wants to know about all of the people that he's interacting with, which I think must be super tiring for the amount of people that he meets Mm. and uh and and no one's expecting that from him and for him to go that extra mile was just yeah it was just amazing we had honestly and that was quite early on uh when i moved to tauranga and uh still i think probably the best interview that i've ever done just because he was so comfortable just like it's like talking to your dad
0: good i'll finish on my plug a product okay plug plug a product section all right. This is where you plug plug your products.
1: Oh, all right. Where do we start with my products? Um, so, radio show? Yep, that's right. I do a radio show. Radio show. Uh, It's The Hits in Todonga and uh, the Bay of Plenty on 95 FM. If you uh, want to listen on uh, normal radio or if you want to listen on iHeartRadio Radio online, um, you just search The Hits Bay of Plenty. So, search The Hits Bay of Plenty and it'll come up, and that's 9 till 3 um an
0: affordable winter wedding
1: oh look i'll do the odd that's the thing though i don't do a lot of weddings over winter because the last thing you ever want to do is turn up to someone's wedding and be over it
0: planning for 21 100
1: 100%. yep planning ahead for uh 2021 uh the summer of 20 and 21 uh if you want a celebrant um that is ready to have a few laughs Kind of take the piss just a little bit, uh, maybe of you and some of your guests, just for a bit of a laugh because they're all your close friends and family, and why not?
0: Um, your, fa- you a fa- your Facebook page, yeah,
1: the Facebook page. Just search if you just search uh, Will Johnston Celebrant on uh, on Facebook, it all comes up will at the hits.co.nz that's my work email like if you want to get in touch and i actually i always say this if you're listening to this and you are in the bay of plenty and you want to know about radio and you want to come and sit in for an hour during my show, you're more than welcome. Like, I understand, it's weird to you and I, Adrian, because we know radio a little bit and have seen how a station works and all that. But so many people have no idea how mm-hmm. radio works. So come hang out. The studio was there, it's in Todonga, it's on Cameron Road. You can come sit in for an hour. I'll you look show through, you through exactly the window. Works. 100% you look through the window. I feel like a fishbowl. Uh, the amount of bad parking that happens parallel wise outside my studio is criminal in Todonga. But yeah, just get in touch if you if you want um, celebrant stuff or if you want to find out a little bit more about radio or just listen.
0: Hmm. Okay, we'll finish there then. Cool. Thanks, Will. It's great. Thanks for having me mate, appreciate it. Thank you.